Hi, and welcome to Shattering BS Beliefs. I'm your host, Amy Turner, the No BS Sweetheart. And in this show, what we're going to do is we are going to shatter those BS beliefs that were never yours. Did you know that babies are born with only two fears? The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So any of these BS beliefs that you have about yourself were completely created by you and you can uncreate them. So let's do it. Oh, and if you're lucky, sometimes I have a special co-host and he can be found in the background scratching, sniffing, whining, and if you're lucky, even barking. So see if you can hear him. Stay tuned. Tis the season to set boundaries. Ba la 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 la. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to sing any more on this episode. I just thought this was a perfect song to start the episode off with because it talks, well, because I added in boundaries and that is what we are going to talk about today. So one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite, not favorite, well, I guess it is one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite Christmas movies and one of my favorite movies is Elf. I think it's at the very beginning of the movie where he says, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And so as I heard that quote, I was like, oh, okay, so that this is actually our family members or who we're spending the holidays with. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is drinking too much or asking awkward questions or creating drama. So that's what I am here to talk to all of you about. I mean, a lot of times when we think about the holidays, we think about, oh, it's amazing, amazing time to be with family. We're supposed to give thanks. It's supposed to be an amazing, amazing time. And not everyone has a great holiday. And so I wanted to come on here and talk about things that could go wrong, things that could create drama and how we can, or you, if this is you, how you can make the most of it. Here are the tips. Let's get started. So number one are if someone is drunk. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Before before we get started, what I'm going to do with this whole entire episode is if this is happening to you, if this is your family, if these are the people that you're spending your holidays with, there's two things that are going on, or there could be two things. So number one is they're actually doing it out of love and concern for you. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. And yeah, you don't want to talk about it. And for whatever reason, most of the time, you know, our, our family members mean well. And if they piss us off, they could be doing it out of complete love and concern for us. So that's one way to look at it. The other way is they're doing it to cause chaos. <laughs> and when it comes to causing chaos, some people cause chaos in a very unconscious way. And that could be in they're they're causing chaos, not consciously knowing that they're doing it, but they're doing it because that is part of their comfort zone. And so and then there's people who are consciously creating drama because it's still part of their comfort zone, but they know they're doing it. So those are just a little caveats as we get into as we get into this episode for you. So if you have someone in your family, if you're going to be spending the holidays with someone who is drinking too much. When I worked in the hospital and I worked with people who had problems with addiction, 
The number one thing is you do not have deep conversations with someone who is under the influence or someone who has drank too much or whatever their drug of choice is. Uh, you don't do it. And so <laughs> number one is do not engage in serious conversations. Now, I know we all know that especially alcohol, that can bring up some suppressed emotions where some people call it liquid courage and you finally get the courage to be able to share what's really going on with you and that could create a lot of emotions. And so I get how that could be helpful for maybe some of your family members that are doing the, the liquid courage to share how they feel. Do not take it personally if they say anything mean to you, whatever they say under the influence, just don't engage with them as much as you possibly can. Just very surfacey as much as you can. So if this is coming from someone out of love and concern, that first little caveat, if it's someone who really like wants to ask you questions and wants to talk with you or share what they don't like about you or whatever's going on, if it's coming from the place where they have that love and concern for you, then this is where you say, you know what? I would love to have this conversation with you. Why don't we do it? Why don't we go get coffee so it can just be us and no one will be around and it'll just be our personal conversation and we can talk about it. That way you aren't hurting their feelings and you're not calling them out like, no, you're drunk. I'm not going to talk to you if it's someone who's coming from from that, that love and concern place. If If it is someone that is being really like, prodding with you and you know they're drinking too much and you have to tell them that, then you tell them that. I'm not willing to have this conversation with you while you are not sober. Or yeah, you can say like you are not sober or you can take like the high road and say, well, we are not sober. So that's just one way to kind of shut it down. Because again, if you call them out and they like chaos and they're just going to run with it. And so the best way is just not to engage in those conversations and to, and, and to just say, let's talk about this on another time. If it is someone who is, who is drunk and they're creating chaos in your life, then what you can do is you can walk away. You don't have to have a conversation with them. You're not obligated. Even if it is your mom or your dad or someone really close to you, your brother, or your sister, you are not obligated to talk to them. You don't have to, so you can walk away. And one thing that we can all do if you're visiting someone, you can leave. You, again, are not obligated to stay and listen and be there while someone's drunk and you're not comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you don't have to stay there. If you're visiting someone, you can always go get a hotel. You can drive back home. There are options. You don't have to stay there. If for some, if they're coming over to your house, then you can, you can kick them out or you can leave. So there, there are options. You're not obligated is what I'm saying. Next. Oh, the fun little awkward conversations that we get into when we go visit family for the holidays, right? So again, if this person is coming from love and concern and they're asking you, tell me about work. Are you making any money? How is your relationship? Why are you still single? Why don't you have any babies? I'm ready for kids. Whatever that is that all of us have experienced in one shape or form in a way, right? And here's the thing. If that person is doing it, if it's your mom or dad, siblings, grandma, whoever it is, 
If they're doing it out of love and concern for you and you notice that you're triggered, then they are a perfect mirror for you. Because if you understand that, okay, they're just asking me because they're concerned because they love me and you get really triggered by it, that's something for you to look at because that means that there's something that you don't like about you that they're just asking you a question and you're responding in whatever emotional way that you are. It's just, it's just a huge mirror in front of you saying, Hey, this is, this is something you got to look at because if you were like, let's just use an example of you go home and your parents are like, why are you still single? Why don't, where's, where's your boyfriend? Where's your girlfriend? Why, why do you not bring anyone home? If you're happy with where you are, then you can just answer it and be like, I'm completely happy where I am. And when I'm ready, I will. And you're fine with it. But if you get triggered, that says something about you. That's a perfect mirror for you to see. It's like, ooh, okay. When they ask me this question of love and concern and I'm getting triggered, this is what's showing up. So now let's go on to if they're starting the awkward conversations with you, like, how much money are you making? And where is your boyfriend or girlfriend? Or why don't you have any babies? All those fun little awkward conversations. I'm sure you guys will put it in the comments of other things that you've heard. And if they're doing it to create chaos, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, then they're doing it to fulfill their needs. They, they're wanting to either create the chaos or they're wanting to um, like, um, okay, so an example, if a mom is like, why don't you have any babies? I'm ready to be a grandma. Then she's asking you from that needy place where it's all about her wants and needs. It's not about you. And so if it comes from that icky place where it's not the love and concern, it's all of their needy feelings, then you're going to feel that. And so here's the thing. Here's how you handle it. You don't have to answer the question. You don't have to. You again, you are not obligated to answer this question and fulfill their need. Um, if you want to answer the question, you can say, you know what? I am completely happy with how my life is right now. Thank you so much for your concern. That's so thoughtful. So tell me about this with you. So here's the thing. If we don't want to answer a question, we but we want to be nice about it, then you answer it very quickly. And you even if you have to lie, you say, I'm very happy with where I'm at. Yeah, my job is amazing. Yes, I'm making so much money. Yes, I'm so happy being single or, oh, my boyfriend didn't show up because he had other plans. Whatever you got to do to not create the chaos, you can do it. So you say that and then immediately you switch it over to them. People love to talk about themselves. So if you're being asked questions that you don't want to answer, you answer it very quickly and then you move on to them and say, tell me about so-and-so, tell me about your job. How is that going? Oh my gosh, please tell me about uh, your relationship. I don't know if it's your parents. You're not going to ask that, but you'll, you'll know what to do. So immediately ask them a question, get them to talk about themselves, whether you care or not, at least get them to talk about themselves. So then you can move on and you don't have to have that awkward conversation. Again, you can always leave. So <laughs> if it's someone in your family that is completely primed, they won't leave you alone. If they're drinking and asking you awkward conversations or uh, uh, asking you awkward questions, you can leave. Again, you are not obligated. You don't owe it to anyone. You get to answer however you want to answer. You get to stand your ground. You can always leave. You're not obligated. Poppy. 
One of the most powerful conversations that put an end to resentment about my friend's drinking behavior was when I said, I'd like to meet you in a place of health, not unhealth. Ooh, I like that. Until then, you get to go. She was furious, but we got super clear with what was okay and not okay. I was overcome with peace. Peace comes when we do the right thing, not the most popular thing. Exactly, exactly, Poppy, because you're setting your boundaries. You're sharing what it is that you want. You want to be with someone who's healthy and not unhealthy, and you're setting those boundaries. So that's exactly it. And I love that last part where you said, peace comes when we do the right thing, not the most popular thing. Because a lot of times people will do the most popular thing out of obligation, like what I've been talking about. Thank you for sharing that, Poppy. It's so true. So this is um, this was a question given to me by someone who comes from divorced parents, which a lot of people do. And there's a lot of different families, a lot of different people to to go see. And so what do you do in this situation? So now it let, I'm just going to use an example as your parents. Uh, you can throw in other people if they fit. So if you if, if it's coming from your parents and again, they're coming from that love and concern place then you tell them that I love you so much. I'm feeling so incredibly conflicted right now because I want to make everyone happy. I want to see everyone. Everyone wants to see me. And so I am making the time to see you and see dad and see all of these other people. And I love you so much. And this is, this is how it has to be. And that's the thing is you keep, you tell them that you love them. You let them know that they're heard, that they're seen and then they'll understand it instead of giving you the guilt trip of why are you not spending enough time with me? Again, now, if you're coming, if this is a parent that is doing like a big, deep, um, deep, a big guilt trip where they're coming from not exactly the love and concern, but more to get their needs met to create chaos, then you say the exact same thing. You say, I love you. I'm very conflicted. I'm busy trying to make everyone happy. This has nothing to do with you and my love for you. It is all about me wanting to be with all of these people on the holidays. And this is how I'm making it. This is how I'm making it happen. I don't love anyone more than you. I'm choosing to see everyone. So that's just a quick little, little thing you can do. Okay, here we go. People bringing up past drama. So this this is a big one because a lot of times it's it's not everyone in the world is mindful and can just move on and throw things in the past and especially when the alcohol's flowing and families around then they they can bring up some past drama some some past things that happen that you're wanting to forget about and they're bringing it up so if it is someone who feels that you hurt them from this past drama and it's someone who love it, it's that caveat is someone who feels who is is doing it out of love and concern for you then you tell them that I love you I care about or I care about you if it's not someone that's like a deep um, like intimate family um, I care about you I know you are hurt I'm so sorry that I'm hurt that I hurt you I'm so sorry you don't have to say that but I'm so sorry that happened that's not the way I wanted to do it to be, and it's okay for you to feel that way. It's completely okay for you to feel disappointed or sad or angry or whatever feelings you are having. It is completely okay for you to feel that. It is not okay for you to make me feel bad, but you're allowed to have your feelings. 
and I was doing the best I could with the information that I had. Now, you can also use that for you. If you're going into family stuff and there's past drama that you're feeling about certain people, then no, everyone's doing the best they can with the information that they have. Not everyone knows how to be healthy. Not everyone knows how to communicate in a healthy way. Everyone's doing the best they can. And if you can look at it is where you get, you're allowed to have your feelings. Everyone's allowed to have their feelings. And it depends if, if you want to make that person wrong or not. I mean, that can, you, if the person should take responsibility, if they're not healthy, they're probably not going to. So you just got to kind of let them go and understand that maybe they won't take responsibility and that's fine, but you get to own it and you get to own your feelings and you get to own your part in it, whatever that is. Uh, okay. So now if this is someone who isn't bringing up past drama who isn't coming from that love and concern place from you. They are coming from, I want to create chaos. So I want to tell you about that was awful. What you did to me five years ago, or I can't believe, or why did you do that with the kids or whatever people are going to bring up? Or how could you do that to me? Uh, this is where you set the boundaries. So this is the main, main thing that I'm talking about is tis the season to set boundaries this is where you set boundaries and here's you tell them, look, this is in the past. I have moved on. It's not worth either of our time to talk about it. And, and if there's someone that wants to keep like prime, yeah, but do, 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 and I'm still mad at you. Okay, fine. You can be mad at me. That's completely fine, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore. So you're setting that boundary. And again, if you guys are following so far and what else can you do? You can leave. Again, you are not obligated to stay. You're not obligated to be in these conversations that you don't want to be in. You can leave. Next one. Let's talk about, oh, this is, this is a fun one. Let's talk about people who are passive aggressive. So I had someone uh, write into me, what about like a passive aggressive mother-in-law or, you know, passive aggressive mom or just people who are passive aggressive. So Passive aggressive means that this person is angry and they don't know how to express their anger. And what they do is they do it in a very passive way. So they're very snidey with you. They can be very sarcastic with you. They can be the person that's slamming doors and slabbing cabinets. They can be the person who, when you ask them how they're feeling or what they're doing, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right? So that's passive aggressive. I'm sure we've all experienced that in our life if we haven't done it ourselves. I know I come from being very, very passive aggressive because I wasn't allowed to have my anger. I wasn't allowed to feel anger. Um, and so I know that if you're not actually able to express anger, then it is going to come out as passive aggressive. So that's the whole like smile and say you're fine when it's obvious or slamming doors or doing things so people know that you're mad but you don't tell them that you're mad and then you're mad that they're not even telling you that they know that you're mad. It's craziness, right? Okay. So, so if you have someone at the family dinner, the holiday party, whatever it is that they're being passive aggressive, if they're coming from a place of love and concern, they don't know how to express how they're truly feeling. And and so they're showing, they're doing it in whatever weird passive aggressive way that they can. If it's someone coming from love and concern, you can ask them, what do you need? What do you need right now? 
sometimes when, when we feel like, I know when I'm around people who are passive aggressive, it like tenses up my body and I feel anxiety and I just want to run away. Like my energy is just like, get me away. I don't want to be around this. So if you're someone that wants to stop it, like I would probably stop it now back in the past, I'd just run. But now knowing that I'm like, know how to healthy communicate, then I would talk to that person. So ask them, what do they need? And if, if it's someone that's going to say, I'm fine, I'm fine. I don't need anything. Then you can say that, well, it looks like something's going on with you. It looks like there's something that you want to say. I want you to know that I'm here for you. And that can let their walls down a little bit and then they can share with you or they can still own that passive aggressive, I'm fine. And then you did your part. You let them know that you are here and that it's up to them, but you don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to, you don't have to be around it. If, if they're still being passive aggressive and you can feel that anxiety, then you can, you can leave the room. You, you said your part, you let them know that you are there now. <laughs> If it's someone being passive aggressive and they're being really snippy and sarcastic and mean to you, then this is where you're, you show up in a much stronger boundary setting way. And you say, you know what? You are being really rude right now. I don't have to listen to this and I won't listen to this. Most people will sense that power in you and they'll shut down or they'll say like a little like comment under their breath. So they're like, you know, but they're not going to create any more chaos. Um, if there's someone that wants to keep creating chaos, then again, you, I don't have to listen to this and I'm not going to listen to this. And you, you tell me this one more time. If you talk to me like this in one more way, I'm going to leave. And again, everyone, you can leave. You're not obligated to stay there. And so you can say, I'm going to leave if this continues. And if it continues, then you leave. You don't stick around. If you set that boundary and you said, I'm not going to take this and they're continuing, you have to leave. I don't care if your kids are there and your your husband or your wife or, or whatever. If you need to go and like take a break and go take a walk, leave. Because if you don't, then you're just letting them know that you don't have any boundaries and you're not showing up powerfully and then they're gonna come at you even more. And this is someone if they are trying to create, 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 I'm British now. This is someone if they are trying to create chaos with you that's when you leave okay we're almost done so here's a big one and this one anytime i talk about this it blows people's mind and if you've heard me talk about it you know what i'm going to say if you haven't prepare to get your mind blown and if you don't that's totally fine too i just know a lot of people don't know it in this way so if you are having sibling drama when it comes to the holidays or just in general, but we're talking about holidays here. So if there's sibling drama, here's the thing. They came from the same family as you. So if you're getting something from this Facebook live or this podcast episode that you're listening to and you're like, yeah, this is how I'm going to set boundaries and this is what I need to do. So I don't have to have chaos in my life. If you're going into a family that has somewhat chaos, your siblings lived it too. Now, here's the thing. That's not the thing that's going to blow you away. Obviously, you know that your siblings came from the same family. You're like, Amy, come on. That's not that cool. What are you talking about? So here's the part that blows people away is if you really don't get along well with your siblings at all, like you, you'll never talk to them again, or you hate them, or you just can't get over some of the past drama with them. If your siblings, if 
If siblings are angry with each other, it has everything to do with your parents. I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw that out there. Because here's the thing. As, as a little kid, if you're unable to speak your truth to your parents, if you're unable to fill your true emotions and let your parents know, hey, that was really messed up, or obviously most kids can't really tell their parents that. If you can't express how you truly feel about what's going on in your life to your parents, then you're going to take it out to someone else. And usually we take it out on our siblings. And so if you're someone that has a lot of anger towards a sibling or your sibling has a lot of anger at you, I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say it pretty strongly. They're most likely angry at their mom or dad and it's not about you. So throwing that out there. I know it's kind of, it's a little abrupt, but, and I can come from experience. My sister and I, we hated each other growing up. Absolutely hated each other. We didn't get along at all. And it was so tough because I'm, I'm the baby. I'm the little spoiled brat one. And so I was always like, why does my sister hate me? Why does she not want to spend time with me? What's going on with that? And then I did a whole lot of my own personal growth work and realized as I told you guys earlier, I wasn't allowed to be angry. Angry wasn't, anger was not a good emotion in our house. And so she took her anger out on me and that's why she hated me growing up. And eventually I took my anger out on her too. And now, now we're really good friends. I'm going to go spend Christmas with her. I'm so excited. She's going to get to meet Jeremy. But here's the thing. We weren't able to express what was really going on for us. And so we took it out on each other. And I don't know how many clients I have where they think their sibling is the problem. And during the session or while we're talking or whatever, we're whatever kind of um, like work that we're doing together. When it comes up that they're angry at their sibling, I, I let them, I let them get, get their voice out, but to not to their sibling in the room, obviously, but I let them get their voice up, but then I immediately turn it back. Okay. So who are you really angry at mom or dad or, or whoever your caregiver is? Because that's the truth. We take out our anger on other people who can handle it because our parents are too scary for us to take it out. So I know this isn't exactly like a Christmas cheer kind of thing, but this is a very, very big thing that a lot of people don't know about. So if you understand, if you have some sibling drama, there's probably some anger at your parents that you haven't looked at if you didn't realize that you're angry with your parents or your caregivers, whoever raised you. So yeah, sorry, that's not the easiest thing to <laughs> share. Uh, cinnamon, sibling rivalry is our first exposure to bullying. Yeah. And most of the time it's parent induced. You're spot on. Thank you. Thank you, Cinnamon. Exactly. It is. And a lot of times we don't think that. So that you're spot on that you know that cinnamon. Um, okay. So if you guys have any, oh, Yesenia. Yesenia says, wow, I feel good to know it's not me. No, it's not you. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. It's not you. It's not your sister. It's not your brother. My, uh, sorry. I'm, I got on a big thing. Let me finish your comment. So Yesenia says, wow, I feel good to know it's not me. My sister should have expressed that anger at my parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you probably had some anger to express at your parents too. If your sister's taking your, her anger out on you, that can make you angry too. If you're not already angry with your parents to begin with. So yes, if your sibling is taking stuff out on you, majority of the time that 
it comes from not being able to express how you truly feel about growing up and your parents and caregivers, things like that. Okay. So we're coming to the end. So I'm going to give you guys some different ideas that you can do besides what I already told you, the different communication skills and things you can say. But, um, so as I said earlier, if someone is asking you questions and, or just talking to you and you just don't, you feel uncomfortable, you don't want to answer, it doesn't feel good, then you can always change the subject. You can change the subject and put it on them. So always, if you don't want to talk about something, ask them a question about themselves because people, we love to talk about ourselves. Even someone who's quiet, if you really act interested and you're asking them a question about themselves, they're going to respond and most likely forget they were asking you about things and start to answer. And then, then you don't have to answer anymore. The other one, this one's one of my favorite, favorite things to do. And I've taught it to a couple of my clients and they thought it was ridiculous when I told them about it, but then they used it and they said it actually worked. So as I always share, every single human, we are always wanting to get a need met. We're going through life getting needs met. So if someone in your family is upsetting you, is triggering you in some kind of way, they're doing it to fulfill a need. And so I want you to see that family member like throwing a tantrum. So if it's if it's a female, oh, it's perfect. I have my hair like how I'm telling you guys, I wasn't even planning in the, planning this. So if it's a female, I want you to see her with little pigtails. It can be like high on the head, whatever's cuter and funnier for you. I want you to see them with pigtails with a lollipop, stamping and like throwing their fists and throwing a tantrum because that is exactly what's happening. If, if someone is trying to fulfill a need and they don't know how to ask you in a healthy way, they're throwing a tantrum like a three-year-old instead of the adult that they are. So if you see them as that little three-year-old, then it can take you out of being completely triggered to what is happening. And you can be like, oh, I get it. They're throwing a tantrum. They're not getting a need met. Okay. You can kind of ask yourself, well, what need are they trying to get met? If, if you can bring that into the conversation, but at least it'll help you see that it's not about you. It's not your fault. There's it's, it's not, it's not you. It's them throwing a tantrum because they don't know how to ask for what they want. So, and if it's, if it's a male, then you see him again, like with a little lollipop. And then you remember those, those little hats, I'm sure they still have them for little boys, but the little hats with the little propeller that's going in the wind. So, so, so see a man as like a little three-year-old boy sucking on a lollipop with a little propeller going and like throwing a tantrum and stomping his feet and stomping his hands. And you will see that, oh, okay, they're throwing an, an adult tantrum right now. That That's what's going on. It's, I'm telling you guys, it's super silly, but it absolutely works because it takes you away from being triggered. You see what's really going on. And then you realize that, oh, they're just trying to get a need met and they don't know how to do it. So super fun. Thanks, Aaron. Cute hat. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, and the last one that you can do is everyone. You can always leave again. You are not, isn't it funny? I feel like I should have made like my own little Christmas song at the end. Like, and you can always leave, you know, at the end of every single, every single little topic, but it's the truth. So if whatever is happening for your holiday party, for your holiday dinner, whatever is happening, if it feels uncomfortable, if it doesn't feel right, if it feels needy, if it feels aggressive, if it's not something that you want, 
you can always leave. You are not obligated to be there. You are not obligated to be in conversation. You don't owe anyone anything. The fact that you showed up is enough. So, ooh. so yes, so you are enough, the fact that you showed up. And even if you didn't show up and you have your own holiday by yourself, more cheers to you for setting those boundaries and saying, you know what? I just want to be with myself right now. And if you're not happy about it, just think about what you are avoiding by choosing to spend the time alone. So hopefully that was helpful. I would love to hear back from you and see if that was helpful for you. Hopefully I helped you. Um, hopefully you don't have to use any of these tips because you have an amazing, healthy family and you're so looking forward to the holidays. Okay, so thank you so much for watching. Happy holidays, happy new years. I will see you live next year. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that you were able to shatter some of those BS beliefs. Please share this podcast with anyone that you think it will resonate with and leave me a comment or send me a voice message so I can have a Q&A with your questions. And if for some reason you still have those pesky BS beliefs, go to nobstherapy.com and send me a message. I love helping people get to the root cause of their BS beliefs so you no longer have to have them anymore. And you can go on being the empowering person with the amazing life that you were meant to have. See you next time.